Thank you for downloading this episode of our podcast. Hi, and welcome to the podcast for Solomon Staircase Masonic Lodge number 357, where we talk about all things related with Freemasonry, including Hermetic teachings, philosophy, reason, spirituality, and much more. We're located in Buena Park, Southern California. Tune in as we continue to update our podcast with informative talks and articles for Masons worldwide and those who would like to inquire within. The following is from the May 1999 Scottish Rite Journal of Freemasonry. This is on the 11th degree. 11th degree, Elu of the Twelve, A Heart Aflame, by Jim Tresner, 33rd degree, Grand Cross. The 11th degree apron is white, lined and bordered in black, and with a black flap. As before, black represents those negative qualities typified by ignorance, error, and intolerance. White represents purity of life and intention. On the apron is a flaming heart, a symbol repeated on the cordon. The flaming heart represents zeal and devotedness, especially the zeal and devotedness of those who, throughout the world's history, have sacrificed themselves for the good of their country or mankind. On the cordon above the heart are the words vincere aut mori, death rather than dishonor. The jewel is a sword of gold. It represents truth. The allusion is to Hebrews 4.12. Truth is sharper than any two-edged sword. All these emblems point to devotedness, activity, zeal, and they can be a little uncomfortable. After all, we're told to keep our cool, to chill out, to relax and go with the flow. And here is the Scottish Rite saying, Be committed, care deeply and passionately, fight against the current. It's the difference between a comfortable life and a productive life. And the sad truth is that the productive life is seldom comfortable. The degree teaches that the Scottish Rite Mason must be actively involved in the government of his nation. Unjust taxes, governmental bureaucracies more concerned with self-perpetuation than with service, creeping limitations on the freedom of the people in the name of expediency or of conformity or of the greater good are not new. They have been recorded in virtually every government from antiquity to today. If we are truly to be the champions of the people, as the right calls upon us to be, we must be concerned with every miscarriage of justice, every unreasonable limitation of liberty, every arbitrary act of court or state house of capital or capital. Our special concern must be for those who do not have easy access to the courts, nor the ear of those in power, nor influence with City Hall. Their very powerlessness creates a binding obligation on every Mason of the right. It would be far easier and far more comfortable to chill out, but our duty is to be aflame. The following is from the June 1999 Scottish Rite Journal of Freemasonry. This is on the 12th degree apron. 12th degree, Master Architect. The Tools of the Trade, by Jim Tresner, 33rd Degree, Grand Cross. The twelfth degree begins the climb of the Scottish Rite Mason into the reaches of philosophy, as opposed to the emphasis on morality typical of the earlier Scottish Rite degrees. In order to accomplish this, Pike takes us straight back to Blue Lodge symbolism with the traditional colors of blue, white, and gold. The blue with which the apron is lined and bordered, the blue of the cordon, and the gold of the apron's fringe are colors whose Blue Lodge symbolism is too well known to discuss here. The flap of the apron shows a protractor. The apron itself shows a plain scale, a sector, two sets of scales hinged at one end and used for computations, and the compasses arranged to form a triangle. 
The choice of these three to form a triangle is interesting, remembering that the triangle is a symbol of deity. The scale is an instrument of measurement, the sector of computation, and the compasses of spirituality and creation. They might, therefore, be considered symbols of the justice, measurement, wisdom, computation, and creativeness or spirit of God. The jewel is seven-sided with a five-pointed star enclosed in a semicircle in each vertex. The center shows an equilateral triangle formed by the arcs of circles. Thus, with the triangle, the shape of the stars, and the shape of the jewel, we have the numbers 3, 5, and 7. The reverse of the jewel shows the five orders of architecture, the three types of compasses, a plane scale, a parallel, a ruler, a sector, and a slide rule. It is interesting to note that all the instruments shown are instruments of calculation and creation. The instruments of testing, which play so large a part in the Blue Lodge degrees, the plumb, square, and level, are absent. This is because we are now moving away from the operative and fully into the speculative or philosophical aspects of Freemasonry. The instruments are emblems, of course, of the ethical duties of man and the duties he owes to himself, to study, to learn, to develop, and especially to think. Only then can a Freemason be a master architect. Following is from the August 1999 Scottish Rite Journal of Freemasonry, and this one's on the 13th degree. 13th Degree, The Royal Arch of Solomon, by Jim Tresner, 33rd Degree, Grand Cross. The apron of the 13th Degree is crimson, red with a mixture of blue, symbolizing zeal with a spiritual dimension. On the apron is the rayed triangle, the emblem of deity and light. In the center is an ancient form of the Hebrew letter Yod, meaning deity. The cordon is purple, blue, with an admixture of red, again representing spirit with an element of zeal. The jewel is circular. On the front of it are the initials of Latin words, which translate, in the reign of Solomon, wisest of kings, Adoniram, Joabert, and Sadalkin, found under the ruins the most precious treasure. The letters surround an engraving of two men lowering a third into an underground vault. On the reverse of the jewel, the rayed triangle is repeated. The figures and words relate to the legend of the degree, which tells how, during the building of the Temple of Solomon, Three workers discovered the vaults constructed long before by Enoch, containing a cube of agate into the surface, of which he had placed a triangular plate of gold emblazoned with the name of God. An important message of the degree is that it is easy for the name of God to be lost. That is, it is easy for the impulse to seek God to turn aside into superstition, fear, or temporary concerns. The degree's use of the name of God to symbolize a person's understanding of God and the relationship between himself and his creator warns us that we must not allow ourselves to construct false idols in the place of deity. We must not, in other words, make a god of money or social position or political expedience or anything else. With the great promise of the degree is that when a person truly begins to experience his own spirituality, when one discovers the luminous pedestal with the cube of agate and the triangle of gold, a personal transformation takes place. We start to become different people, richer in spirit, more compassionate, more truly human. But it is an active search, zeal with a touch of spirituality, spirituality with a touch of zeal, that never ends as we grow closer to deity in mind, heart, and spirit. The Fourteenth Degree, Perfect Elu, The Completion of the Temple, Jim Tresner, 33rd Degree, Grand Cross. 
Red, white, and blue appear again in the regalia of the 14th degree. Here they symbolize truth, justice, and right. The apron is of white lambskin, bordered in blue and lined in red. Red flowers form a second border, and within that is embroidered the jewel of the degree, crowned compasses open to 45 degrees on an arc marked with 3, 5, 7, and 9. Inside the compasses is a pendant showing the sun on one side and a five-pointed star on the reverse. A delta is within the star, and the name of deity in Phoenician letters is within the delta. On the flap of the apron is a flat stone fitted with a ring. The collar of the degree is crimson, with a sprig of acacia on one side and a silver five-pointed star on the other. Within the star is the Phoenician word for perfection. The compasses represent spirituality. They also represent science and knowledge, and are crowned because in the legend of Hiram, knowledge made him the companion and equal of kings. The sun represents divine light, while the star represents the uncounted suns spread throughout the universe, all obeying the laws of nature established by God. The stone is a reminder of the thirteenth degree, in which the cube containing the triangular plate of gold with the name of deity is discovered, and the plate itself is within the star on the reverse of the jewel's pendant. The sprig of acacia here, as in the Blue Lodge degrees, symbolizes immortality. As Rex Hutchins points out in A Bridge to Light, the 13th degree and 14th degree must be considered together if we are to understand all the meanings involved in each degree. In the 13th degree, the treasure is discovered in the vaults constructed by Enoch, a man of great spirituality, and those vaults are built vertically into the earth, symbolic of the penetration of light and understanding deep into the human psyche. Solomon, who is not a spiritual man, but who has great earthly wisdom, has the treasure placed in a vault built horizontally between his palace and the temple. This arrangement is symbolic of light which is treasured and protected, but which does not become the foundation and basis of life. The symbols of the degree, then, reflect the three aspects of man, the physical, represented by the stone, the intellectual, represented by Solomon, and the spiritual, represented by Enoch and by the triangular plate of God. That is one of the senses in which the mason of the 14th degree is said to be a perfect elu. The three elements of his being are supposed to be in perfect balance and harmony. But the degree also makes another point. Mankind, all men and women, are far more than mere accidents of fate or chemistry. They are individual, unique souls and spirits. That bond, that similarity, is much greater than any possible difference which can separate us. Thus, each of us should truly think of every other person as a brother. We fight much the same battles, share much the same pain, have much the same dreams. As a result, the Scottish Rite Mason can never be indifferent to others. He has two fundamental obligations. First, to strive to see that the physical needs of his fellow human beings are met, and second, to look to their spiritual and emotional needs as well. Sharing what he has learned by example and by action. Perfection, of course, is unattainable. But the search for perfection is critical. We receive as much divine light as we are prepared to receive and are capable of understanding. As we become better prepared, we receive more. The following article is written by Jim Tresner, 33rd degree Grand Cross, and is from the March 2000 Scottish Rite Journal of Freemasonry, Southern Jurisdiction, USA. 15th degree, Knight of the East, of the sword, or of the eagle. Green predominates in the regalia of the 15th degree. The cordon is of green watered silk. 
the apron is lined and bordered in green, and the regalia includes green kid gloves and a green plume in a black broad-brimmed hat. Green symbolizes the immortality of the human soul and the transcendent nature of masonry. The apron is red velvet. On the flap of the apron is a head upon two cross swords. The image represents the duty of the Scottish Rite Mason to oppose and defeat arbitrary limitations on intellectual, spiritual, and political freedom. On the apron are three triangles, one inside the other, formed of chains with triangular links. They represent the three great limitations on or enemies of the human intellect, tyranny, privilege, and superstition. Those three enemies of humanity are opposed by the three great virtues, represented by the three nested gold triangles on the jewel of the degree. The triangles represent liberty, fraternity, and equality, as well as law, order, and subordination. The regalia also includes a sash, edged and fringed with gold. At the end of the sash is embroidered an arched bridge on which are the letters L-D-P. The original meaning of the letters is Liberté de Passer, Liberty of Passage. And Pike adds Liberté de Penser, Liberty of Thought. To be true and complete, liberty must include both the body and the mind. One must be free to move, to do, and to think. That liberty must be fought for, and the battle is not always obvious. It's clear in those rare instances, such as World War II, where political aggression and abominable disregard of humanity are blatant. But impositions on liberty are seldom so obvious. They frequently disguise themselves in noble-sounding motives. A school board removes Romeo and Juliet or the Wizard of Oz or Huckleberry Finn from the school library because they offend one group or another. And isn't it noble not to give offense? An employer attempts to control the activities of its employees outside the workplace. Surely it's a noble thing to preserve the right image. A state passes legislation to make people do what's good for them, because left to their own devices, they would do what they wanted, not what's best. Few things seem so typical of society as its desire to take decisions out of the hands of individuals. But if a man cannot make meaningful decisions, he is not free. From the sash hangs a silver trowel, symbolic of the legend that the operative masons who rebuilt the temple in Jerusalem worked with a trowel in one hand and a sword in the other, it is, as well, a powerful warning that we must always be ready to defend what has already been built, even as we try to build further. Two great lessons are taught by the degree. The first is that liberty is achieved slowly and by painful steps. It comes no more quickly than a nation or an individual is ready for it. Even then, it is a constant struggle to maintain it. The second is that honor and integrity are absolute, not relative or convenient. The world has often approved of dishonorable acts. Governments have even required dishonorable acts. Consider the Fugitive Slave Law of 1850. The Mason must hold himself to a higher standard. It's interesting to speculate as to why the Temple of Zerubbabel enters into the Scottish Rite system. After all, the story of the building of the Temple is complete. The symbolism that the building of the Temple represents the building both of our individual lives and of the society around us has played out nicely. Why this intrusion of the Second Temple? It may be merely a matter of moving us forward through history, but Pike was seldom concerned with chronology in the degrees. His pattern of organization was mythic, not chronological. Perhaps the purpose is to warn us that no matter how carefully and skillfully we build, nor how holy or altruistic our intention, we are still building in the world. 
and the world has a habit of tearing down what others build. It may be a warning that the task of building our lives is never simple and straightforward. There are setbacks. Each of us can experience frustration and emotional exhaustion. Each of us may have all our plans changed by forces we cannot foresee or control. More than once, we may have to start building again from the ground up. The death of a loved one, changing economic conditions, wars, even our own continuing maturation and growing insight may send us back to the drawing board. But we have the assurance that we can always rebuild. In the words of the American poet Oliver Wendell Holmes from the chambered Nautilus, Build thee more stately mansions, O my soul, and we can build better than before. The following article is from the May 2000 Scottish Rite Journal of Freemasonry, Southern Jurisdiction, USA. And this article is on the 16th degree apron, written by Jim Tresner, 33rd degree. 16th degree, Prince of Jerusalem. The apron and other regalia of this degree reflect the plot line of the degree itself. Zerubbabel has obtained permission from King Cyrus to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem, but it is going slowly. They are surrounded by countries that do not want to see Israel become power again. So they are not only sending false reports to the king, Darius is now on the throne, but they are also attacking the building site with armed forces, so that the workers often have to stop building to fight off an invasion, and are having to work with a sword in one hand and a trowel in the other. The situation has led to a general discouragement, and the prophet Haggai tells Zerubbabel to go to the court of Darius and remind him of the decree of Cyrus. Zerubbabel and his followers do so and are successful. There is an interesting bit of byplay in the scene at the court of Darius. Zerubbabel and his companions are asked a classic riddle. Which is stronger, wine, women, or the king? We noted earlier in this series that the quest integral to the degrees frequently involves solving a riddle of some sort. One of Zerubbabel's companions answers, wine. Women, says another, the third opines that the king is stronger. Each presents a telling and humorous argument for his position, but Zerubbabel answers that the truth is the strongest of all. The three answers may represent three different temptations to surrender control over our lives rather than living responsibly. The answer that wine is stronger may symbolize a life based on seeking pleasure rather than fulfilling responsibility. The answer that women are the strongest may symbolize a life built on passions and desires rather than on self-control and responsibility. The answer that the king is the strongest may symbolize the person who avoids living responsibly by simply obeying without question the laws of government and the orders of authority. But if so, we are told that none of these is an adequate basis for life. Only truth can lead to success, and truth implies a constant self-examination and a series of deliberate choices to do the best thing not the most fun, or the most convenient, or the most popular thing. The apron is crimson, edged and lined with saffron, a rich yellow-orange color. Crimson usually symbolizes zeal, and here it adds the meaning of faith in the goodness and the justice of God. Saffron symbolizes dawn, here the dawn of hope for those who are dispossessed, oppressed, or persecuted. The body of the apron shows the second temple, Remember that the temple symbolizes your life, society, and the universe. On one side is a sword resting on a buckler or shield. On the other is a square, above which is a triangle. The square represents the physical world, and the triangle the spiritual world. Above these are the Phoenician letters which correspond to the Greek alpha and theta. At the primary level, they are the initial letters of two names which are contained in the secret work of the degree. But it is interesting to speculate on a secondary meaning. 
It may be that Alpha symbolizes God, the first, the primal source, and that Theta symbolizes judgment, since it was the mark used by the ancient gods to indicate sentence of death in the courts. On the flap is a hand of justice, holding a balance in equipoise. It symbolizes impartiality and justice, and also the equipoise and harmony which God maintains in the universe. On the saffron cordon are a balance, the hand of justice holding a sword, a dagger representing justice meeting to the tyrants and oppressors, five stars representing the first five princes of Jerusalem, a trowel, symbol of the work of rebuilding the temple, and two crowns representing civil and religious authority, both real but separate. The jewel is a disc of gold, showing on one side the hand of justice with balance, and on the other the sword of justice, surrounded by five stars and the initials of the names Darius and Zerubbabel. The degree is, among many things, an allegory of the trials we face when we decide actively to build a good life founded on ethics and intended to benefit others. We suddenly find we are beset by enemies. People will encourage us to participate in business deals which may not be illegal, but not at the highest level of ethics either. The automobile repair shop may offer to report more than actual damage to the insurance company so we can both make a little for our trouble. Friends may encourage us to take one more drink or place one more bet, and this in addition to the temptations which we find for ourselves. Building or rebuilding a spiritual, ethical life isn't easy. We do have to build with a sword in one hand and a trowel in the other. The following is from the July 2000 Scottish Rite Journal of Freemasonry, 7th Jurisdiction, USA and is written by Jim Tresner, 33rd degree, Grand Cross. 17th degree, Knight of the East and West. It depends to some extent on how it is presented, but this can be one of the most powerful and profound of the degrees of the right. Here we encounter raw spiritual energy in the words of the Book of Revelations, and we begin to glimpse the spiritual power which is available to every man and woman who decides to be open to it and to become a power for good. The apron reverses the color of the 16th degree, with the body of the apron being yellow for dawn and breaking light, and the trim of red, zeal and faith. Both the apron body and the flap are triangular, symbol of the deity. The body of the apron is decorated with the tetractus, formed of ten yuds, a character of the Hebrew alphabet and the first letter of the tetragamation. They are symbolic of the ten manifestations of God, Sephiroth, found on the tree of life of the Kabbalah, and thus symbolic of God's action in the creation and maintenance of the universe. There are two cordons, one of black and one of white, which are worn from shoulder to hip, the white from right to left, and the black from left to right. They symbolize duality, night-day, male-female, mercy-severity, etc., just as do Jochen and Boaz. The fact that they cross each other suggests the union of opposites, or equilibrium. The crossing of the cordons relates to another possible symbolism. In crossing, they form an X, a shape also known as the cross of St. Andrew. It is an ancient symbol for change or transformation, probably deriving from that point in the heavens at which the celestial equator crosses the plane of the ecliptic, the shape is seen in ancient painting and statuary associated with time and change, and came to represent transformation in much the same way the circle came to symbolize stability. And change or transformation is a major theme of the 17th degree, 
precursor to the 18th degree as its central character, John the Baptist, was precursor to the central, if unseen, character of the 18th, Jesus of Nazareth. Thus, the crossed cordons may serve as a symbolic alert to the theme of transformation. In this case, the transformation of vital but unrefined spiritual power into the focused spirituality of the law of love. The jewel of the degree is a heptagonal or seven-sided metal made half of gold and half of silver or mother of pearl. The combination symbolizes the sun and the moon, Osiris and Isis, the power which creates and the power which nurtures. Again, the same symbolism as in Jochen and Boaz. In the center on the front is an engraving of a lamb resting on a book with seven seals. On each seal is an initial of the name of one of the last seven Sephiroth, and in the angles of the jewel the initials are repeated. It should be noted that this book with seven seals is not the Bible's book of seven seals, which only Christ was worthy to open. But it's important to remember that this degree, which features John the Baptist as a major character, immediately precedes the 18th degree in which the teachings of Jesus of Nazareth are prominent and the new law of love is announced. As John the Baptist was seen as a precursor to Jesus of Nazareth, so the front of the jewel is a signal that this degree concerns itself with the raw spirituality preached by John, which is to be refined and focused in the teachings of the Nazarene. The back of the jewel is a balanced scale in equipoise. On the pans rest the hilts of two swords which cross. They thus form a cross of St. Andrew symbol of change and transformation long associated in medieval and renaissance art with the coming of the messiah who shall make all things new this degree then provides a sort of spiritual jolt or jump start in preparation for the transformation refinement and redefinition which is to come thank you for listening if you like what you heard please subscribe and leave us a comment We enjoy hearing from our listeners. If you really like what you heard, share this podcast with your friends and lodge members. Visit us online at solomonstaircase.org.